On March 3rd, 1969, the United States Navy established an elite school for the top 1% of its pilots. Its purpose was to teach the lost art of aerial combat and to ensure that the handful of men who graduated were the best fighter pilots in the world. They succeeded. Today, the Navy calls it Fighter Weapons School. The Flyers call it... Top Gun. 30 plus years of service. Combat medals, citations. Only man to shoot down three enemy planes in the last 40 years. Yet you can't get a promotion, you won't retire. Despite your best efforts, you refuse to die. Okay, I think that'll do for an intro. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pineapple Theory Podcast. It's the most special episode ever, and John's not here. But what we do have is my all-time favorite wingman, Cammy. Cammy is here. Welcome to the show, Cammy, once again. I'm here. I've been waiting for this episode for a long time. It's exciting yeah, times, so, man. So have I. So have I. I mean, I remember when we first started talking i think you sent me or i sent you the rumor that they were going to be making a second top gun movie and i think yeah. we were both skeptical back then we were like okay sure like but until we till we see it so, like sure is it so happening for me anyway it was a, a two-stage skept skepticism skepticism what first stage yeah. that ain't that ain't gonna fucking happen second stage oh my god they're making it it's gonna be so yeah. bad <laughs> that's kind of i I was not optimistic at all i distinctly remember not believing it at all until tom cruise posted the image being like you know it's happening because (laughs) it just seems like it's yeah full-on steve carell in the office moment oh my god it's happening stay calm stay fucking calm Mm -hmm. yeah it did kind of be i mean it's here it's it's great <laughs> just had, i i i'm still a little bit in shock like i still can't believe how good it actually is i don't know if i'm getting ahead of myself there but spoiler yeah, maybe alert, a little bit. it's but pretty we're fucking okay, good so we're gonna try we're gonna try okay we're gonna try and keep this spoiler free for maybe five minutes we're gonna maybe <laughs> do five minutes spoiler free and then we're just gonna go through this so if you haven't figured it out from that intro you should have already this is just a top gun special just all about the new top gun maverick movie that's all we're going to be talking about. Definite spoilers for the original Top Gun movie, but you've had 30 years to go see that. So, you know, that's on you. Um, but yeah, we'll keep it spoiler free for now. So I guess just initial sort of, um, we spoke about, I guess, a touchdown in the background. But yeah, your initial sort of, you've only seen it once, right? Yeah, I mean, I've I've only, I've been, I've been a bit busy and only had the chance to see it once. So I'm thinking... Uh, probably this weekend or something i'll go see it a second time meanwhile meanwhile you're already lining up your third trip aren't you yeah i'm lining up my third and fourth time to go see it like i've seen it twice um very uh, yeah i'll I'll see it a lot more times i'm sure um okay so initially then just the i'll try and ask slightly specific but you can't give too specific of an answer (laughs) what was your thoughts on like the the story arc connecting the original to this one like was it decent did it make sense or what yeah. are your thoughts on that no i i thought um 
I, I, to be honest, they just they just nailed it in most aspects, but in particular, what the story was, because even even recently, when people were were telling me how good it was, I was still skeptical because I still thought what I was expecting was that we'd pick up exactly where the first one left off, which is that you know. Uh, a certain someone who may or may not be related to someone else. I don't know if that's a spoiler, and I think most people know was gonna, was going to join Top Gun, and yeah. he, he's brand new, and the senior instructor is Maverick, and Maverick's now running Top Gun, and it's just mm. going to be a warmed over, pretty much the same thing again. They join Top Gun, they graduate Top Gun, they go on a mission. I was kind of expecting yeah. that the whole way through, um, and then when like in the first few minutes you realize, holy shit, that's not it at all, like it's yeah. not even it's not even in the same it doesn't follow the same arc at all um no. and what they what they actually did choose to do instead of just a warmed over version of the original i thought was brilliant it's just it's just not a yeah. dull moment like there was no time I, I don't even know how long it was but it felt like it went by in a flash like that it's really yeah. really from just a if if i take my fanboy hat off for a second it's just really well paced i feel like like, there's yeah. just the, the whole the whole plot folds into each other well there's no dull moments it's really really good from that regard that's definitely something that coming out the first time so again so having seen it twice i can sort of speak to that a little bit more coming out the first time i said the same thing i said there was not a single moment in there that felt unnecessary it all felt right like it didn't feel like at any point i was like get on with it or come on or like sort of there was no slow bits there was no sleepy bits everything was like information there was the right amount of emotional with action with sort of like uh what you call it like yeah what you call it where um is it prologue or whatever where they, they explain the story essentially those those bits um yeah they they set the yeah, se- they set just, the stage well without going on about yeah. it didn't they it all felt perfectly paced and all felt necessary and then the next thing so seeing it the second time watching it it felt the same way it felt perfectly paced except for the fact that just out of pure excitement for certain scenes, knowing what was coming up, I wanted to, to just like, come on, see those come certain on, scenes. Because I knew that a certain line was coming up or that a certain like you know, a certain action scene or something was gonna happen. So I was like I was like, come on, I was like, just get there. Like but I I it still so that was just giddy excitement, but it still felt like everything was necessary. And I was like looking wanna- over at the people I went with um the second time I went, we took um uh, McKinley's uh, brother, mum and dad. And I was sort of looking out the corner of my eye, like making sure that they're, they're picking up all the parts. And then I was like, you have no idea what's coming next. Like, um, so yeah, I think that the pacing of this movie was perfect. I think that the way that they've linked the two movies is insanely good because yeah. it, someone, someone asked me whether you need to have seen the original Top Gun movie to watch this movie. And I don't, honestly, I don't think so. No, you don't. But if you want to really, really enjoy it, then yes, you should. Because yeah, no, I, I, it does, I tell it people does they stand should. well on its own because they, they do, again, not, not really spoilers, but they do certain flashbacks to things that have happened and they speak about what's happened in the original movie to like pretty much all like setting it up so you know who each character is as they're introduced. It's not like a character just walks on screen and they don't introduce them ever. Like, even the main character, Maverick, he gets a full introduction as to who he is, what his history is. You know, you even heard it there in the intro at the start of this podcast. So, yeah. Um, so, I think you could watch this standalone, but if you really, really want to enjoy it, and definitely for the emotional side of it, like, watch the original and then watch this, and it's a perfect sequel. Like, perfect. Yeah. It just, yeah. 
you're right. It is perfect. It's it's probably. Is it is it the best sequel I've ever seen? Yeah, Definitely. I think it's probably the best. I think it's the best. Se- I think it's the best sequel I've ever seen in terms of, um, not the middle of a trilogy, not something that was designed to be a sequel from the beginning. That that's it actually. It's definitely by far and away the best sequel that was never meant to be. Like when yeah, Top Gun ended, when Top Gun ended, there was absolutely nothing. Done. Yeah, there was nothing yeah. left cliffhanging. There was nothing when you're like, oh, I'd love to see a second one of them. To the point where when it was first announced, and making a second one, I was like, Ugh, why? <laughs> like I was excited mm-hmm. by the idea, but the more I thought about it, the more I was like, no, don't just leave it. It's yeah, perfect as it is. There was like a 99% chance that they were going to screw this up. Like, there was a 19... In fact, no, here's here's what I'll do. I'll give them a 90% chance they were going to screw it up. Yeah. There was a 9% chance they were going to make an okay movie, and there was a 1% chance they were going to make the perfect movie, and they did. And like, boy, if they, really they fucking did. 1% it did. Oh, my God. It's just so good. It's, like, it's everything. out of this world. Do you know what? Do you know what I really enjoyed as well is whoever made the decisions on. I don't know what the best way to describe this is. Let's call it the level of cheese, the cheese meter, the the nostalgia mm. guy. Whoever made the decisions about okay, throw in that reference, throw in that reference. Oh, that's just a little too much. Whoever whoever yeah. was in charge of that director, Tom, whoever it was, unreal, yeah. nailed it. We're, we're gonna come, we're gonna come on to those because I had a couple. I want to see how many you caught and how many I caught and see if we missed it. Well, like if, if not only, each other not only, it. yeah. So I like that idea because not only do I, am I interested in that, but as I mentioned to you just before we started recording, my mother, who is probably worth mentioning, is purely based off of longevity, maybe a bigger Top Gun fan than even you or I. She saw it in the mm. cinema when when it came out and her and her friends were crazy about it. She's probably one of the few people on earth that's seen it more times than you and me over the really? years. She can okay, she can good. quote it. She can quote it nearly why, nearly why as well as I can. Why do I have you on the podcast then? Why don't I have <laughs> So essentially, here's what you're saying. I'm going to put this in nerd terms. You're Maverick, I'm Goose, and she's like Viper. Like she's yeah. like OG. I'd call that <laughs> Yeah, I'd ca- yeah. I'd call that I'd call that a fair assessment. I'm here for my you know seat of the pants <laughs> flying though. She'd just be too boring, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. okay. But yeah. Uh, um, so uh, yes, my massive Top Gun fan mother had uh, was wondering if you were going to pick up on one of the references as well that she was very proud of herself for getting. So we'll get onto that. Okay. Cool. Cool. Remember that then, because we'll, we will get yep. there. Okay. So next couple things, then we're going to get straight into the spoilers. But first, I just want to say, I just want to ask, did you cry? at all you don't need to say where or when but did you cry at all or tear up um no so i am uh, uh you know void of emotion uh and just mm-hmm. dead inside but uh there were some definite welling up sort of um like proud happy sort of teary-eyed smiling yeah. i can't believe this the i tell you tell you when it really do you know when it really hit me so there were some there were mm-hmm. some emotional moments later in the film um and that's when the emotion really came through but the the most unexpected part was um the introduction the opening few yes! minutes what they what they yes, did with Carrie! that i was like i was like goosebumps and s- yeah. i couldn't stop s- smiling i realized after the intro was over that like my cheeks were sore because i just had a permanent yeah. smile on the entire time okay it was just Thanks. so perfect i'm so happy you said that and this is why i did this intro to this podcast because like 
Okay, so this is slightly... Fuck it. At this point on, it's just going to be spoilers, okay? We're going to go spoilers from here on out. So this is your spoiler <laughs> yeah, warning. If you're still official... listening and you haven't watched the movie yeah. yet, screw you. Get to the yeah, cinema. Go, what are you doing? Go get it. Okay, so slightly into spoilers here. But yeah, I like teared up right away because... <laughs> Two reasons. I'm going to explain the full story in a second. But initially, I just sat there and I was like, holy fucking shit. Like, I... Top Gun's my favorite movie of all time ever. And I didn't get to see it in cinema. Like, I wasn't born. I wasn't alive yeah. at that point. But it's my favorite movie ever. So sitting in a cinema with the intro doing the exact same as the original yeah. intro did. Like, when yeah. the text came up, I was like, oh my god. Like, and it just suddenly hit me. Like, when the text came up, before the next part, which we'll get on to, like... The text came up and I started reading it. I was like, oh, fuck, it's the exact same. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm in a cinema about to watch Top Gun. And I have no idea what's coming for the first time. Like, like, this is just like a dream come true moment. And then it was really funny because we went, I think the first time I saw it, we went just after, like, lunch. And at lunchtime, McKinley and I were talking and she asked me, do you think they're going to include, like, much of the original music in it? I said, well, definitely, like, the overall theme, like, the like, that'll be in it. But I think if Danger Zone is in it, I think the only way that they can maybe do it is if it's on, like, a radio or something in the background, and then one of the young kids, like, turns it off or something like that, or (laughs) some little funny play sort of thing. McKinley was like, no, it's definitely going to be in it. Like, but neither one of us predicted that they would do the exact same intro from the original movie with, like, going into Danger Zone. (laughs) <laughs> and it was just perfect. I, I like. I've like. I was just thinking. There, thinking. I've seen this all before. Why do I love it so much? Because the shots yeah. are just different enough. If yeah. they literally recycled the same film from the first one, it would have been like, "Why are you doing?" But they were just different mm. enough while having exactly the same feel to them. And, and that is just the original Top Gun opening is just fucking brilliant. Doesn't matter how many times I've seen the film watching those yeah. first couple minutes before it properly kicks into danger zone with all the build-up and the guys running around on the aircraft carriers. Like, it's yeah. just perfect. And so the fact that they I've did the always, exact same thing again. Oh. I've always said that, that Top Gun to me is the best intro to a movie ever. Just oh, because yeah. it it's so quick. Like It goes through like the director and who's in it and stuff like that, which is normally the part that you don't pay attention to. But there's enough interesting things visually happening. And then the launch into the fucking movie and music and everything kicking off. It's just like, oh my god. Maybe it's just a massive hit of like like stupid manly testosterone crap probably. But it just is so good. adrenaline hits. Oh, it's so good. Well, the fact fact that they repeated it, man, I was, I was, yeah. So I cried right away off the get-go because I was just like, this is like, this is how people would have felt. But I know what it like, what it is. Yeah, um, do you know th- those kind of thoughts didn't even cross my mind? So watch the second time, I might even well up a little bit about it. Like, oh my god, I'm seeing Top Gun for like experiencing this in in the cinema for the first time, like people would have. Well, I guess the second. This time. is also why, like, I am so willing to go and see it and pay any amount of money to see it in cinema multiple times because I, it's not going to be in cinema again. Like, this is it. Like, unless it's like some special edit, in twenty years time, maybe they'll put it back on yeah. or tenth anniversary. But in general, this is, like, the biggest screen, the best sound, and the only way you're ever going to see this movie is in for the next month. We have a month, Cammy, to watch the best movie of all time in the best way, and then it's yeah. gone. <laughs> yeah, so like, no, 100%. I, I made sure that I watched it in IMAX as well. I made sure that the cinema I went so to... So this is the like, one thing I've IMAX not one. done yet. I've not managed to see it in IMAX yet, so I'm needing to sort of, like, seal oh, IMAX is great. some the way IMAX of, of viewing it. The IMAX cinema at Brayhead right next to my house is... Uh, 
not the biggest as, as far as I'm it's a big cinema screen but compared to normal IMAX this is a bit small but the, the sound quality and the picture quality is still insane but there is mm-hmm. in another place in Glasgow in the science centre an like biblically sized IMAX yeah. screen so I might <laughs> see I might see on the weekend if I can go there and experience it on an even bigger scale so I can say this right so from watching it twice in a regular showing visually it looked great like no issues at all and but i would say if you're gonna spend more money for me personally i would spend more money on something that has like because you know how they do regular and then they do ones that have like sound boost with like adobe sound or whatever it's yeah called, like sound yeah. boosting cinemas i would recommend definitely seeing it in a sound boosting cinema just because the, the it visually looks fine on a regular like cinema screen but i wanted mm-hmm. it to be a touch loud i really wanted it to just give her yeah. all she got and it didn't really hit it yeah well, i think loud. imax has boosted sound as well i've seen a couple people um a couple people i know down in london have been going to these 4dx cinemas where like right, the okay. seat moves and yeah, yeah. It, they can like puff air and even little bits of mist out Change of the, the seats in your face and stuff crap. like that yeah 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 mm-hmm. So that would be quite cool, but I don't think there's one of them up here. But no, it just does a. I don't just know if as, I, I mean, need if you that, just, but no, definitely louder. If you're just going to go see great. it in the cinema, you're still going to absolutely love it. I mean, hopefully people like aren't the, listening at this point if they've yeah, not seen the, it yet. <laughs> I think that just this this movie just visually. Right, let's get on to that actually, because yeah, sound wise it's unreal, but like visually, it looks like the best movie ever made because it just and, looks crystal clear and there's no real clear point where you see the cgi i mean i know that the missiles and and the explosions are are cgi but but really could you could you really honestly tell other than logically that you're saying like obviously they didn't blow up one of these planes so like but you you couldn't visually see it like there's no no you couldn't and then looking at the old top gun now the only shitty thing that this movie does is it makes that one look really dated because of how damn good this one looks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the flying sequences in this one are a lot better. Uh, I mean, the, uh, the old Top Gun still holds up visually. The thing that's always annoyed me a little bit about the old Top Gun is the flying sequences, while they're great, it, the action is really hard to follow because yeah, the, camera co- the camera is constantly shifting perspective. So you're like, and it's shaky which cam. plane is Very which? Very shaky. And it's also like you like you see the plane start turning right, and then they cut to a shot where it's coming round, turning left, and you're like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> There's several moments like that, and if you watch really carefully, as I have over more viewings than I care to admit to, you sort mm-hmm. of you start to pick up on stuff like that. Whereas this one, it's much easier to follow, and the air-to-air stuff does look incredible. But again, it's mainly down to yes, they probably spent a shit ton on the little bit of CGI that they did, which is why it looks great, um, and props mm-hmm. to them for that. But it's mainly down to tom cruise being like fuck it let's put these guys through the navy training required for the navy to fly them in the real jets let's load cameras up in the jets and let's do it i've I've read something that i read something the other day that they um they they were like so committed to getting all the shots actually in the plane that when you see shots of the the actors in the back seat because in the back seat of navy planes because it had to be in the back seat right so when you see those shots the actors are the ones operating the cameras. They had to be they had to be taught how to use yeah. the cameras, so, so that yeah. they could sit there and, and operate them from all the different angles and stuff like that. So like yeah, so the, the amount of dedication the that went into that, making it. Yeah, they're just looking at the back of the pilot's chair, which has like I think five different cameras on it, like wide angles, yeah. left shots, right shots, full shot, whatever they call it. 
And yeah, the interview I saw too was them talking about it. And Miles Teller apparently went operating because they would take off and they would have to start the cameras themselves and they couldn't watch yeah. the footage until they were back on the ground. Um, apparently, Miles Teller managed to like wipe a whole thing one time by hitting a button too many times or whatever. And then they like had to do the whole thing again. But yeah, and I, I mean, just I can't yeah, e- the, the, the dedication and the realization from Tom Cruise and, and I'm sure there's other people um, that to to make a sequel proper at the right time they had to wait for the technology to get there yeah and, it, and they did and it made it perfect so when you said earlier on you couldn't think of another sequel that was as good the only other sequel that i would genuinely say that is really as good as the original or maybe even better like this movie is Empire? is um in- incredibles 2 right Ooh, so in- okay. incredibles 2 for me they waited 15 years 12 or 15 years to make the sequel and they set up at the end that there was a bit of a cliffhanger where they could do it but then they just kept saying look they didn't have a script that was like decent enough to like continue on the story and then incredibles 2 finally came out like 12 years later or whatever and they said the same thing it was just a case of it wasn't technology for them but it was a case of they wanted the right script and the, the right story to come along and none of them were good enough so they just kept waiting until they had it and they made it, and Incredibles two to me is incredible. <laughs> it's amazing, Very like good. really, really good. Um, and I was wondering, and just thinking in general, like how many movies and and franchises could benefit from waiting until technology is a little bit better, or just more importantly, waiting until you have <laughs> a decent until you script. have a decent story to tell. Yeah, yeah, not like, just cranking out a sequel for a sequel's sake. Yeah, I feel like um, as much as as much as they absolutely smashed this one out of the park and and mm. therefore deserve all of the benefit of the doubt i would be disappointed if they announced so making a third one. Oh, i 100 there's no way i don't want them to touch anything the no, only thing like- i said that i would accept the only thing that i would accept is a tv show about like rooster and and hangman something like that like some very yeah, side maybe. out there like the adventures of this and that like maybe even like an yeah. animation or something but i don't want anything more than what we've got now like leave it go away well, I was, Cruise, I was, yeah i was thinking it's like you you have created you have created a masterpiece now leave it alone mm. the only other yeah. thing i want i'm not even crazy about the idea of the tv shows and the only other thing i want is give me like a two-hour behind the scenes documentary please and then yeah, I'll be very, very be happy. Good. That that is yeah. that is all I need from you. Otherwise, your work here is done. Ten out of ten. Good job. Yeah. Go have a beer. Thanks for yeah. that. To to clarify too, like McKinley asked me the same question when we were talking about it. I said I don't want to see another movie in the Top Gun franchise ever. And then I said the I said the the TV series thing as like a if they're gonna do something, I need it to be different and to be with the new the new characters, yeah. but not about Top Gun. Essentially, just them doing missions or something, or there's some military show or, or so, just something completely there, there is, different is, not like connected but yeah, i don't want potential, it. i don't want anything no. i'm happy with nothing yeah I'm, I'm like never touch it again unless in another what has it been 36 years time or something if in 36 years time you you find again yeah. the script is perfect and you find the technology's improved again you want to do this again that's fine but yeah. let, let's say i don't know let's say a minimum of two decades leave it alone and then if you really really want to i will be there and be equally happy to watch again but you know yeah. don't if i see another sequel be announced in two years time i'll be so pissed off i mean i yeah. think they'll be tempted because 
it's just been setting the box office on fire and the reviews mm-hmm. have been that's the one thing that's been really re- that really pleasantly surprised me is when i started hearing people saying that the movie was really good i was expecting it to be like you know dumb watchable action where i love it and all the reviews are like meh but yeah. even critics and movie critics and like serious movie people are like holy shit this is a movie this the first yeah, top like, guns a bit of a cheese fest and stuff like that this is like a full-on movie and it and it really well, is a it is just yeah i think it's got currently at like a 97 percent on rotten tomatoes and it's got like a 4.9 on imdb like as close to perfect as you can pretty much get without being um yeah and yeah absolutely i i said the same thing is that like the original movie is so good to me hugely because of nostalgia definitely like obviously but then it's so good to me because it's an 80s movie and it has that cheesiness to it has that crazy stupid american 80s movie like thing about it but the new one is like an actual movie to the point that it's like well shot it's well written it's well acted it's there's there's really well acted. not really yeah. that much cheesiness to it there's definitely not really too much of an 80s vibe to it it just feels like a movie it feels like i could win i wouldn't say it's like an artsy movie like oscar winning but it feels like it should be nominated for something good because they've the script oh, or whatever should, like it's it just, should it's so good it should absolutely be nominated for things like uh soundtrack special effects to the extent that yeah, they use them they're all flawless yeah oh, oh cin- yeah. cinematography that 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 would probably be the most likely one cinematography or soundtrack yeah. i think are probably the two most likely but even i mean um and i mean the i think the oscars uh would rather die than nominate something like top gun for this but like even like original screenplay or something like that yeah it's I just would, would, yeah yeah i i think it visually the visuals and the sounds and all that sort of stuff should be winning something because it just looks and sounds so damn good. like I can't I cannot think of another movie that looks this good or sounds that good. Yeah, just, no, it is can't. it is next level. It yeah, just, it if just if it was if it was nuts. a documentary about flying planes and didn't actually have a story behind it, it would still be awesome because of how good the visuals and the sounds are, and yeah, yet like, you add have, in like, what is a really well done story. Ever, has the world ever really seen? Like, because it it would be one thing to put actors up into planes, into like, you know, way up there, like high altitude, not really much else, just them, you know, film them doing some turns and loop the loops and stuff. But they're like inches away from, well, not inches, but you know, a good hundred, Mm. like, you know, very close to mountains and rocks and flying through shit and all that stuff. Oh, here's a question I had for you. This is just spur of the moment. I'm just going to ask it, otherwise I'll forget. When they fly through the bridge, is that bridge real or is that CGI? Because I don't know. What oh, do when think? they're coming down the valley? Uh, yeah, the valley on the I'd, mission. I'd, do you think that bridge is real or CGI? I'd say almost certainly CGI. It's just too small yeah. for them to risk. And a non operational thing I like that. I didn't think about it on the first time, but on the second time view, I was trying to think okay, what would be CGI in this and what is real? Mm. Because I knew that yeah. the, 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 the invert, to invert, to flip over the mountain, that's all real. Because there's even a clip where Miles Teller bangs his head on the on the thing because he wasn't strapped in properly. Yeah, I think probably things like that, um, there's no... So 
it's real to the extent that the plane did that maneuver and there may have been terrain there but they're definitely they've definitely reduced the gap there's no way that yeah. the navy had f-18s you know pulling 6g over close. the top of a mountain and inverted 20 feet above the top of it not not chance mm. not not for yeah. not for the sake of a movie anyway and if and even things like um i mean they they, they have to have some artistic license right we don't want a bloody snooze fest about navy regulations on what they can and can't do that's not what that's yeah. not what i'm paying money to go to the cinema for but things like uh overstressing the aircraft by two and a half g pulling out of the dive that's like <laughs> it's just it's not something that you can put your cowboy hat on and say ah that's what some geek says it's like no you just don't do that <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's when your that. plane starts you falling apart yeah <laughs> yeah okay so, so i mean there are certain things like that but the the realism is kind of undeniable it really is mm -hmm. and in terms of uh how realistic are the, like the air to air fighting scenes and stuff it it's interesting that they, they, the story does a good job of putting them in the position to actually have a dogfight but it, it by by explaining why they don't just shoot them down from miles away and stuff like that but when it comes mm -hmm. to uh some of the closer quarter stuff like these planes don't dogfight anymore they fire a missile yeah. from like 50 miles away and you never see it coming yeah. so it, there is there is an element there as well of not realism but again that would be a really shit movie so <laughs> yeah. so they've got to they've got to do some I... and actually the, the the part that um I, I, this is towards the end so i don't know if we want to work our way there but the part of the movie i can't get out of my head and i think it's just the coolest thing i've ever seen involves like some serious up 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 close dog fighting and i love it i'm not sitting there thinking oh that would never happen so like I, people people that so, are going to think yeah. like that are just not going to enjoy yeah. it so i i get what you mean there because the the whole movie i felt like it was real and i felt like it was real the whole way through even down i've seen some people complaining about this online actually but people have been complaining online that the enemy is never stated who it is it's just an anonymous enemy. Like the enemy has you know, uranium. The enemy has fifth generation fighters. The enemy they never once say who the enemy is, right? So well, people so are saying you can... that, that makes it unrealistic. But I thought that, that was brilliant because I was yeah. like, well, I don't need I don't need to know who the enemy is, and I don't want you to pin it on Russia or Iran or whoever, right? Like like they've done in yeah. previous war movies. So, so I was I happy think that it's, it was um... anonymous. Yeah, no, I agree. I, they definitely didn't need, like. We're not in the Cold War now, like we were, or at the end of the Cold War, like we were in Top for Top Gun One, right? And even though if they remade it, they probably would have got away with making Russia the bad guy in light of the yeah. past couple of months. But <laughs> at the time, yeah, they weren't to know that just, was going like, to happen. Just the fact that it's like it's America versus the enemy. I I like yeah. that. Whereas some people are yeah. saying, "I want to know who the enemy is," kind of thing. No, that's, anyway, sorry. That's before just... we before we lose the point of what you were saying. <laughs> so the whole movie I felt was very, very real, and I was totally fine that the enemy were unnamed. The only part that I was like, I was like, okay, this is like you're you're pulling my strings a bit far. Was when the F-14 managed to take off from a shitty runway sort of thing. I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, okay, like <laughs> this is like this is a because like it, the runway gets like butchered, like potholes all over the place. So the fact yeah. that they somehow have a taxiway to be able to pull that thing up, I'm like, okay, you're really stretching it. And then they go into the dogfight issue, which I'm actually okay with the dogfight because I said this oh, to yeah. McKinley. My, it was awesome. My fa one of my favorite things that they did in this movie, which the original Top Gun didn't even do, is that for me and my sanity, I need Maverick to be the best pilot. 
And the yes. fact that in the training montages, he smokes them every single time and doesn't yeah. lose. I love yeah. that. And then the fact that he can then push an old aircraft to the very limit and literally, like, I know at the end, technically, he would have probably passed if, you know, not made it if, if Hangman didn't come in and rescue him. But even the fact that he somehow managed to maneuver and outthink the other pilots to be yeah. and uh, beat fifth generation fighters in an F-14, I'm fine with that because in my head he's the best damn fighter pilot in the world. In the yeah. original Top Gun movie, Viper and Jester and all that, they get they get bested like the the best of the best get bested, which was always like you know shows that they're human. But Maverick yeah. smokes these kids in training. I love that so much. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and they did it. Was, they did a good job with the, with the whole fifth gen fighter thing. I think they mm. they struck the right they struck the right balance uh, between showing that uh, Maverick is head and shoulders above basically any other fighter pilot on Earth and holds his own and takes out what two of them and is you know doing a good job, but ultimately. They were about to get him if Hangman hadn't come in. Yeah. So they, they strike a they strike a good balance between holy shit, this man is a god, but also, you know, there, there comes ridic- a point yeah, where it would, have, it would have been ridiculous if he if he'd gotten all three. If he'd um, gotten all of them and flown by the tower successfully yeah, and, you know, yeah, yeah. and landed and said piece <laughs> yeah. of cake. Because that's that's essentially yeah. how it would have felt if if they'd gone with that. So um Okay. Right, we're gonna rein uh, this in because we've we've gotten to the end and we're we've skipped all over a, a whole chunk of stuff. So let's try and go a little bit more chrono. So we loved the intro, obviously. Yes. Um, yes. What yes, did yes. you think of the the Dark Star sort of scene? Him pushing oh, Mark Ten. So cool. Um, I, I, it kind of I don't know why it got to me a bit at the time. I was like, that's a bit fucking annoyingly unrealistic. Where he like burns up in the atmosphere and then suddenly he's fine but then yeah. as soon as he walked into the bar and the guy the kid's like <laughs> thinks he's a spaceman worth it because yeah. it was so funny so i was like okay yeah, that, fair um that got a that, huge laugh in my cinema everyone cracked up when yeah the kid, he's yeah, like, yeah. and the kid's like earth earth <laughs> yeah yeah that yeah. uh, was brilliant um they actually you can tell that uh so i don't know if you know this or you know if listeners know this but tom cruise is a legit pilot and has yeah, a bunch a bunch of different ratings on a bunch of different aircraft um and you can tell that he's trying to he's trying to throw the aviation geeks a bone because the way when he's um when he's in the uh in the dark star and he's getting ready to go the way that he speaks to the air traffic controllers and stuff is almost verbatim exactly what we'd say even yeah. things like um, at one point I can't remember which one he says, but he says uh, he says his call sign says we have information I don't know Julia or whatever it is, and that's that's yeah. like a really technical thing that pilots we listen to an automatic thing that tells us the weather and it has a code that it gives you a letter code we, we Alpha Bravo Julia. We haven't whatever. even introduced you properly yet, Cami. We haven't even said that you are a pilot. You you fly. This is your job. This is who you are. I am a professional pilot. And yet, comparing me to anything that happened in Top Gun is like saying that I'm qualified to comment on an F1 movie because I drive a bus. That's I think that's probably the best the best way to to equivocate it. But yeah, no, there are some technical things that um, mm-hmm. that, that were just just nice to see, and it, it cost them nothing. It was like two seconds of dialogue, but it's a nice little nod, and I it's the sort of thing I imagine Tom Cruise being like, "We should really put this in here just to show that I actually you know give me some credibility. 
I know what I'm talking about here. Yeah. So there were a few cool things like that. Um, and then actually I saw something really interesting saying that uh, the, the whole Dark Star thing, it wasn't just a prop. Uh, Lockheed Martin actually built it as uh, an yeah. almost one-to-one replica. And yeah. whilst they denied that there's anything similar in production... A few year, up until a few years ago, they were openly uh, on. They had a page on their website dedicated to the SR seventy two, which is going to be yeah. the SR seventy one's follow up. Um, and then a few which years ago, I think Blackbird, I think I believe right. That's so Blackbird was the SR seventy one. Yeah, yeah. Or, Blackbird yeah. SR seventy one was Blackbird. That's the fastest mm-hmm. plane ever. Um, and so now that uh, they're working on, or they were apparently and are apparently no longer working yeah. on uh this um this this follow-up to it and then a few years ago i don't know it's, the article said something about the russians started talking hypersonic stuff and so the americans suddenly went very quiet on hypersonic stuff maybe because mm-hmm. they didn't want to leak anything or whatever but it is a little bit like okay so you had this program it apparently disappeared and now you're like sure we can knock together a full-size model of what this would look like mm-hmm. in no time don't worry yeah so, <laughs> so I, re- I read there's a little bit like said that they they so the dark star up and in the air is all CG sort of remocked mm-hmm. in. So when Maverick takes off and he blows the roof off the thing and goes over the general, <laughs> that was in an F-18, and then they just image put the dark yeah. star into that. But fun fact about that, they didn't realize they were going to blow the roof off of that thing. That was not meant to happen at really? all. It just happened. <laughs> it was actually like they they built this set. They had the guy stand there, and in one take they filmed it, and they blew the roof off. And they were like, well, that's the take we're going to use. And it makes perfect sense, because why would you put that thing at the end of the runway if every single time you took off in a in a, in a in this in this tester yeah. thing, this Dark Star, you'd blow the roof off. But yeah, they didn't know that was going to happen. Anyway, back to the point. So yeah, the people made a full-size model on the ground. So what you see in the hangar, what you see him getting in and mm-hmm. into, not out yeah. of, I guess, because it burns up, that's all a real model. And when it left the hangar, apparently, um, this is was in the article I read, so as to how true it is, I don't know. But apparently, the uh, whoever it was that was keeping an eye on this model and things in U.S. intelligence then noticed that China had moved a bunch of its satellites to where this was to then watch it because they were really concerned that it was a legit thing that they'd released this new like stealth plane that was on the ground brilliant. from air from the air apparently it looked so good that china moved its satellites into position I... to keep an eye on it i mean you can see and why they'd be scared how true that is i don't know yeah i mean it's a cool yeah. story though but you can see why they'd be scared of it i mean to give people a really really quick context of how quick mach 10 is which is the speed the maverick pushes through so mach 1 is the speed of sound at whatever altitude yeah. you're at because it changes depending on where you are and us in the airliner world it varies a little bit, but uh, we tend to fly around at between decimal 75 and decimal 77. So 75 to 77% of one times the speed of sound is oh, the speed one. your airliner does. So yeah. times that by 10 and then a bit, and that's how fast that thing was going. So I mean, rockets it, I mean, it's going unbelievable. into space like, don't even go Mach like, no. anywhere near that. No, they don't. Con- Con- Concorde used to push just over Mach 2. Yeah, and, and it got from in London. Real life has ever done Mark Ten, right? Like that doesn't exist. Oh no, 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 no. Well, not that not that we know about anyway. Um, yeah. I mean, fighter jets, the really, really fast ones. Oh, I don't know. Someone could correct me very easily here. I I don't think they do much above Mark Three. No, so Conc- I think in I watched a a little 
clip on the F14, and I think F14s used to top out at 2.7. Yeah, would be where they would where they would get to. So yeah, just and to I mean the F14s, the original plane in um, Top Gun, and that's like that can you know fold its wings back and go supersonic as they called it, like really put the boosters yeah. on it. But that got 2.7, I think, was that what that topped out. Anyway, we're getting into sort of nerdy stuff and away from the movie, so we'll get back to the yes. movie bit. Yes, yes, so, back, right back. Yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, the whole Dark Star scene, I thought, was brilliant because of him pushing it that little bit further. I thought straight away, I was like, this. up until that point, I knew it was Maverick, and I, I could see him, and he puts on the jacket and oh when he opens the hangar door and goose is giving him the bird yeah so fucking <laughs> good by that. the way because <laughs> you know it's goose and oh you know the finger yeah. you know the finger <laughs> um, yes i know the yeah. finger goose i thought that was brilliant that's a little i think i think that's got to be a little easter egg the fact that he's mm-hmm. given the bird like it's it's more than just that oh here's my favorite photo of my wingman it's it's a callback to that line it's got to yeah be. um so up until that point, though, I was like, okay, like, you know, he's just going through the stuff. We're figuring out what he's doing. But when he started pushing it just a little bit more, I was like, this is Maverick. Like, he's still him. He's still the character. He's not like he's aged and matured or yeah. anything. He's yeah, still gonna fuck it up. that's still Maverick. Yeah. Like, he's already yeah. the fastest man alive, like, and going Mark 10, which no human being has ever gone. And he's like, fuck you. I'm going to go 10.3. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, he's like, it's just, you can tell he's still the same guy because he totals like totally destroys mm-hmm. nearly dies totally destroys totally what destroys is presumably it. a multi-billion dollar project and still comes back yeah. and is like well i mean i did it <laughs> why are you yeah, mad I this is I, I i succeeded <laughs> yeah so i thought and this is sort of a bigger picture thing but i don't know if i'm, I'm sure you probably did notice it but the movie follows a very similar sort of activity or timeline to the original movie right so we have an initial intro that is the aircraft hangar thing. And then we have yeah. this side mission that isn't really important to the overall story, but is just showing you where the character currently is, right? So we have in the original, we have the... Um, oh, fuck, I want... Uh, not, uh, Cougar and the Migs. Cougar, sorry, yeah. Cougar and that whole landing scene. And this one, we have Dark Star. And then it's some higher power saying can't believe i have to do this but i'm gonna send you to top gun yeah right yeah he then gets the yeah. top gun you then have the motorbike he's riding down racing the sort of plane sort of things we then have the scene in the bar with all the music and we're gonna come on to that right and then we have oh fuck fact no we're just gonna talk about the scene in the bar super quick okay because i want to point this out before i forget even down to a similarity right that there's so okay fuck i don't want to I'm, I'm getting too there's so much i want to say i'm getting too many thoughts coming <laughs> into my head okay so hangman in the bar scene essentially is well he's essentially maverick anyway from the original kind of like he's he's maverick and iceman mixed together and i'll explain yeah. that point in a little bit more yeah, he is. But in the yeah. bar scene specifically right hangman annoys a person okay just as like maverick hits on um charlie in the original right and then the immediate scene after that is in the hangar classroom scene okay and this person that they then hit on or annoyed in the bar then walks through and suddenly the instructor they both give that look of like oh shit 
That's the exact you know, I, same I hadn't, thing. I hadn't picked up on I hadn't picked up on the intricacies of it's the same thing. Piss the person off, and then the next day yeah. they're your teacher. I, so uh, Maverick hits yeah, on Charlie, yeah. then Charlie becomes the teacher. Yeah, Hangman yeah. pisses off and throws out Maverick, and then Maverick becomes the teacher, and then they both give that look of they look down and put on like sunglasses or cover their eyes. Mm, so yeah. that's a little yeah, thing. Absolutely. So then we have then we have the classroom scene. Then we have training scenes. Then we have, you know, a little downheartening sort of oops-a-daisy accident scene. Yeah. Then we have training on the beach scenes. Then we have <laughs> Final Mission, right? But then yeah. where Top Gun Maverick, the new movie goes, is where the original Top Gun had a kind of cool but, you know, pretty okay Final Mission. The Final Mission of Top Gun Maverick oh is, my God, just keeps phenomenal. going and going just, and going it and just, is it just so does. stressful. Is like it's sweaty all over. <laughs> it's just um, so anyway, well done. We're, so we're gonna get onto on. that so in, in a little since bit. We, but... Since we since we touched on since we touched on the the bar scene, right? I'm I'm re- are you ready for 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 Mrs. Arnott's uh, Easter egg hunt? Well, hang on, see if you maybe, got it. Hang on, bef- bef- first of all, before we or do, do you that, want do a specific the, segment? Do you see the similarities between like the original movie and this movie, and how like whilst it's a different story? following the same sort of timeline and principle actually helps make it like a, a really good movie, I think. Cause it's, yeah, it's, I had, it's automatically familiar to what you think a Top Gun movie should be. Yeah. Right? I hadn't, I hadn't thought it through that clearly, but you're absolutely right. But the, the, the really impressive thing is how it does hit all those same beats. And yet the overall story is completely different. Yeah. But, yeah, but it does hit scene, all those right? same I, beats. I think I think genuinely, if you were to hit play on both movies, had two screens hit play at the same time, I think yeah. it would run fairly smoothly the same ish. Like disaster mm. scene, love scene, are we you know training scenes, bar scenes, teaching scenes, initial. I think you're right. Intro yeah, thing. I think you're right. It's it's very similar. Which some people I know would say is a cop out, but I would say if it works, it works. Like that's why we like the movie. So just use the layout and tell us a different story. Like that's totally yeah. fine. It's the same yeah. with, like, because it's me, I'm obviously going to get Star Wars in here some way. Star Wars Force Awakens and Star Wars New Hope run pretty much way closer than what Top Gun does, but they run a very similar sort of, like, mm. timeline, if you will, as to what happens. Anyway, okay, so you want to talk about the bar scene. Do you want me to point out everything I can currently think of, or do you want to give me a slight, how are you going to do this? Because are you just going to tell me, and then mm. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I knew that, or I didn't know that. Okay, let let me let me ask you a question, and then okay. you can hit me with the rest of them. So my question is specific to, uh, yeah. okay. So I, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm going to phrase this really generically, so I'm not leading you, because I'm curious to see if you actually picked it up. So a little okay. bit of context. My mum actually went and saw it with with my little brother before me. Betrayal of the highest order. But then say, when she came up, still... when she went up to Glasgow. Uh, when she came up to Glasgow not that long ago, uh, last week, whenever it was, we went and saw it together. So she saw it for a second time. And she said to me, there's something I want to see if you pick up. And mm-hmm. I picked it up immediately and she was giggling at me, nodding the whole time. Who is the bartender love interest? Yes. Um, Penny Benjamin. So in the opening scene with like Cougar and that, when they get pulled into yeah, the office, he said, and one Admiral's go. daughter. And Goose yeah. leans over and goes, Penny Benjamin? He goes, yeah, it's yeah the there you go. Daughter. You got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was funnily, so clever that she was a love interest. That was so yeah, so, so well done. I I love that too because it's a throwaway line, 
in the first movie that they yeah. then made a solid thing. Yeah, no. So when we came out of watching so well it with McKinley, well. I, ex- I explained to McKinley and then I explained to McKinley's family who that was because they were like, is that supposed to be like the original like love interest? I could see how no. most people would think that. But no, it's yeah. a throwaway line. Yeah, one So Apple's well daughter. done. Just such a good yeah. de- such a good decision. You've been busted three times. Two high yeah. two high speed passes on two towers and one admiral's yeah. daughter. <laughs> one admiral's daughter. Yeah. It's Penny Benjamin. No, I, like, I like that though too because yeah, it's... Yeah, I like that a lot. The love interest in this movie I think is also... I think it's fucking hilarious that they put him on a boat to sail and he didn't know how to sail. Because that yeah, is such that a like, military really, that joke really funny. about how you yeah. have all these Navy people who don't know how to sail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty no, I really enjoyed I that. That, that was funny. Um, yeah. So the bar scene, introducing the characters, initially when they were introducing them, I was like thinking like, okay, they're a little, they're a little too stereotype of like the extremes. But then yeah. once they actually started interacting and talking and whatnot, I like loved it straight away. Yeah. And what I thought was interesting is, first of all, you know how we've got the... Well, I don't know if you still have it. We had the, the t-shirts that say Top Gun and then you had Maverick on the back and I had Goose. Mm-hmm. I yeah. want one that says Bob. <laughs> because <laughs> I love Bob so much. That was Bob really in this good. movie yeah. is great. The fact that he's like, what does Bob stand for? He's just like, Bob. And then later on in the flight scene when Hangman's like, I, I just worked it out. I don't know what Bob stands for. Baby on board. <laughs> it's so good. And then... But the it's good so thing is perfect. that Bob... Bob's character, though, is kind of like that nerdy, shyer sort of dude. But mm. he, like, can give it, too. Like, he, like, has little nips at Hangman and stuff. Like, he doesn't yeah, just yeah. take it. It's probably... So the I thing is about him, really well. it's probably more realistic of what actual <laughs> Navy guys are like. Yeah. The Navy actually released a statement. I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if it was a statement, press release, whatever. But I saw something on, I think it was Twitter, from the U.S. Navy saying... We really like the film. We were really pleased to be involved. It's a fantastic advert for the Navy. And then a little bit at the bottom, like, but we would like to stress that most Navy pilots, just, what they call them like studious aviation geeks who just yeah. spend all their time reading manuals and working together to get better as a team. They're not the, <laughs> the competitive, yeah. egotistical, you know, cool guys that you see in the film <laughs> they are just geeks most, who most, get to fly fast most toys pilots too like just even like the look of them most pilots are tiny like formula one drivers like they're they're not like fighter jet pilots anyway they're pretty small people because yeah you can't fit huge built buff dudes into like planes it just doesn't pretty work much yeah. yeah yeah that's why you and me um, couldn't so, yeah. be fighter pilots right yeah we just, just too big it's, away, it's the it's the uh, tall. it's it's the shoulder width. That's the problem. You know, I can't <laughs> squeeze in there. That's the only. Yeah. That's the only reason I'm in my comfortable bus and not in a high speed jet. That's the only reason. So I'm gonna. I'm, I don't know why this popped into my head, but just because it's you, I have to tell you this. So as of right now, we're. This is still probably gonna be in the podcast, but this is just something I would tell you just because it's you and you know. <laughs> we're, anyway, I'm gonna tell you a joke, okay? So someone told me this the other day on a golf course, and I thought it was so fucking funny. Okay, so. A buddy of the guy I was playing golf with, a buddy of his used to date twins. And he had this relationship where he dated twins and it was like, you know, kind of confusing or whatever. So the guy I was golfing with asked him, it was saying he was talking to this guy and was like asking him a bunch of questions, like, you know, how did you guys meet? All that sort of stuff. He said, like, do you ever like get really worried about like f- sort of not being able to tell them apart? He said that his buddy said that, um, no, it's really easy because one of them like paints her nails like bright red. 
and the other one has a massive cock. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, that was a little joke uh, that just came up. A feeling that's where that one was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, thought you needed to know that joke so you can spread that around. Also, you're welcome, podcast listeners. Feel free to spread that. Um, uh, yeah, good. okay, so bar scene, introducing characters and whatnot. I loved all of them, to be honest. Like, all the characters, call signs were great, like, really good. Um, acting of all of them was great. And then we had the scene where Rooster clucks on I couldn't him. love Rooster more. As just as like as like a character as a, like not like a movie character as in like a character that you'd want to hang out with, he's yeah. just the perfect the just the perfect guy in the way that he walks in, like dismantles the overly cocky dickhead, sits down yeah. at the piano, and then everyone's singing with him. Like this is the biggest dick energy I've ever seen. He's like yeah. like a magnet for everyone in the whole bar. He's a legend. Yeah, he, very he, he, did, he absolutely rocked that scene. The first time I watched the movie, I thought that it was a little too on the nose that he was wearing a very similar outfit to what his dad Goose would wear. He was wearing, I'm fairly certain, the exact same sunglasses that his dad would wear, has the mustache, similar haircut, and then sits down on the piano and plays the same song. I thought it might have been like too much overkill. But then I said that to McKinley afterwards, and she actually talked me through it. And she was like, well, actually, if you think about it, if you idolized your dad and he passed away when you were young, wouldn't and yeah. you specifically went into the Navy to become a fighter pilot like your dad, it's very likely that those shades and that shirt were probably his dad's and he just has them and it's like a thing that he does and wears. And isn't it, doesn't it therefore make a lot of sense that you would grow up and try and live and sort of live vicariously through sort of your dead dad in a way? And I was yeah, like, oh absolutely. shit, now that you've said that, actually, it makes, a, I would do that, 100% I would. So it mm. does, it, it doesn't feel too on the nose if you, like, if when I, once I gave it some more thought. Yeah, I had a similar, I had a similar sort of thing where I, I didn't pick up so much on the looks and sunglasses and stuff, but the fact that he was playing Great Balls of Fire on the piano, I was a mm. bit like, what are the chances that that's what he'd sit down and play? But then I instantly they thought back flashback. to, in, in that scene, in the first one, he's there. He sat on, yeah, the piano on the piano with his dad and yeah. Maverick. So so this is obviously the song that he, when he sits down at a piano, especially in a room full of pilots, this is the song that he's going to play. So it, it makes perfect that's sense. like his only memory of his dad, maybe, or like earliest memories of yeah, his dad, yeah, yeah. or just yeah. a happy memory of his dad. Because if yeah, you think of the age of the kid in the film, he must have been, what, only like three or four. Yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, the whole look and everything, I thought that Miles Teller, that's the actor who plays Rooster, like across the board like they look so similar but he acts so similar mckinley points that out Nailed so it. fast forwarding all the way to near the end of the movie here but when they're going to steal the tomcat and Come they're on, they're, 14, sorry, and they're walking shit. no oh no Kevin, you mentioned it too early i was gonna wait oh. for that one okay <laughs> damn it sorry when we sorry. were gonna do our like did you notice this or this thing i said what did i was gonna say my favorite line in the whole uh. movie the whole movie was the fact that rooster says come on mav do some of that pilot shit like it's so good oh, they sorry man i ruined your moment there no it's fine it's fine i'm glad you noticed it like i would have been upset if you didn't notice that but he like, like the he gets second like it the happened in the cinema, as well. 
So McKinley was sitting next to me in the cinema the first time we watched it. I grabbed her leg and squeezed it and went, that's what Goose says. <laughs> like, I was so happy. I was like, oh my God, what a line. Um, uh. Okay, yeah. So I was going to say is that McKinley pointed this out, but when they're walking towards the F-14 Tomcat, like across the airway, mm-hmm. across the, yeah, yeah. Uh, the runway, sorry. And they're like, uh, and he's like, oh, there's people over there, Mav. And he's like, yep. He's like, there's more people over there, Mav. He's like, yep. Yeah. He's like, and he's like, we should probably run. And he's like, oh, okay. The mannerisms of how he starts to run and move and all that, exactly what I think actual Goose, like the actor, um, I can't yeah. think of the actor's name, but Nick Bradshaw, like Goose, would do. Yeah. Like, just I thought Miles Teller played the son part like perfectly, like really, just nailed really it. well. It was just perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was. He was. He was probably. <sighs> No, I can't say he was the best part about this movie, but I think he was one of the one of the highlights of the movie was just Miles Teller's all round performance. He was just he just yeah, I thought it. he was great. Um, I thought all of them were great. I thought Phoenix was cool, like you know the first time we've had mm-hmm. like a, a a woman fighter pilot in, and I also yep. love that she carries her weight. And they didn't. I was really worried that when I knew there was going to be a female part, I was going to thought they would make her like a love interest or something like that mm, and just go very yeah. stereotypical. But they kept her just a legit person who was there. They made a couple of jokes, like someone calls her like the wingman at some point and like Hangman's like, are you going to stand for that shit? And he's like, so long as he doesn't call, <laughs> yeah. she's, she's like, uh, so long as he doesn't call you a man. Like, yeah, so exactly. She held pretty... her own perfectly in yeah. those situations as well. Yeah. So loved, yeah, loved Phoenix, loved Bob, already said Hangman as well. Like, I the first time I watched it, I thought he was Iceman. Like, I thought he was like the redo of Iceman. Like Rooster and and Hangman were like Maverick and and Iceman back in the day. Especially with the mm-hmm. final scene where they have the same, you know, you can ride my, you can be my wingman anytime sort of thing. You know, um, yeah. But then McKinley pointed out that she thought that Hangman was Maverick originally, and I was like, holy shit, you're right. And she said because of all the pilots up in the air, Maverick actual maverick in the training scene only says under his breath about hangman being like damn you are like jam you are good kid yeah and like he's flying around and he's cocky and he thinks he's the best and he's saying he's gonna be team leader off the get-go so he just sort of has he also to me also comes a perfect mix of maverick and iceman because he's also kind of by the book and he like gets what is being asked of him yeah. So, yeah, he also he also comes off as the reserve jet to save the day, which is how Maverick yeah enters the fight in the first one as well. So yeah, yeah no, true. that's a good, that's a really good point. He is like the perfect mix of the two of them, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I like that. So what did you think of the relationship between Rooster and Maverick then? Like, did that hit for you? Did you like feel connected by it, or did it feel a bit off? Or um, what was going on? The the uh the whole blocking him from getting into flight school and rooster yeah. being furious at him about it yeah that felt a little forced that so uh, for me that yeah so that was just a watching, bit much but the what, the positive sides of their relationship once they eventually get over that was just perfect nailed so it there was two things in this movie that first time watching it through scene by scene i was pissed off at the first was when you find out that maverick pulled his papers they let you sit with that for a good while and i was like yeah. oh that doesn't really make too much sense and i don't get it and then they have the scene the the pillow talk scene where um mm. where he explains to her that the mum asked him 
like begged him to make sure that he wouldn't fly sort of thing and basically asked him to pull the like didn't ask him to pull the paper specifically but said that he doesn't want you know meg ryan's character the mum, didn't want him flying so maverick obviously did that to sort of honor her but then probably more so to honor goose assuming that he would want the same thing so when they explained that i was like okay i do kind of get it um but yeah it sort of added a whole new level to it um, yeah, I mean, so it, it, it was a little when it, when that scene happened, it definitely made it feel more natural and make more yeah. sense. But, but they leave I think, a lot of I time think I, before they. Yeah, that. they do, and also I sympathise more with the rooster position as someone that grew up my entire childhood wanting to be a pilot, only yeah. to be told no for a reason beyond my control. Now that mm-hmm. for me was eyesight, which case fair enough. I was still heartbroken and massively pissed off you knew me at the time you knew i was because we were at school together when i found out i was massively pissed off and heartbroken so if i then found out that it wasn't it wasn't me it was somebody who through the pretense of caring about me did it to me (laughs) what the fuck man you know this isn't world this isn't world war ii Uh, you know it's not a death sentence it's a great career that i've always wanted to do what the fuck are you doing so yeah yeah, yeah. that for me i didn't love yeah but But, only in the way that you can you can connect like an actual story and emotion to it from the character's point of view so it's not like it was not like it felt stupid it was more the fact that like if someone actually did this yeah i would be as pissed off as rooster was right like you would which have which i guess yeah i guess from that point of view it kind of the fact that i felt pissed off for him means that him being pissed off in the movie makes sense it's valid but yeah but instead of instead of thinking that's a valid emotion what i thought was that just doesn't feel like the sort of thing that maverick would do yeah but anyway but that that's only for what like the first half hour of their relationship and after that they they start bonding and stuff like that and by the end like he might as well be his dad (laughs) it's just yeah it's so perfect i thought it was interesting that the opening scene uh, maverick in his in his hangar and whatnot he has photos of him like i'm assuming like graduating and all that sort of stuff so i feel like and from the stories that you later learn I feel like Maverick was around as like a father figure yeah, as much as I he think could he was, be yeah. for him growing up until the whole pulling the papers thing happened and then they sort of split from there, which yeah, I was actually I happy right. about because I really, from the first movie anyway, it would have really pissed me off if they re- if he really didn't know him, if he just like ghosted the family after Goose's death because I didn't get yeah. that vibe at all and I'm so I was glad that they they had it where he was clearly around and involved and trying to sort of fill those shoes. Also, 100%. just on that, Every single time Maverick says, talk to me, Goose. And then when Rooster says, talk to me, Dad, I cried every time. Every damn time. <laughs> he like looks out, especially when he's on the when he's on the aircraft carrier and he's looking out over the ocean just before the mission starts. And he says, talk to me, Goose. And that's where, like, I know it's not the yeah. exact place, but like where he threw the dog tags over and sort of Throws the go. dog tags. I was like, yeah. oh my fucking God, he said, talk to me, Goose. Um, and that's what I mean yeah. by they just nailed the nostalgia without going overboard. It was just so perfect. It was so well done. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There um, um there was one line from the original that did not make it into the movie. And I want to know if you're upset about it or not. I'm totally fine that it didn't make it in because I have my reasons, but do you know what line I would be talking about? 
Is it a... Did not make I it remember into the movie. I remember thinking at the time... I'm struggling for it right now. I remember thinking at the time that there was one of the... One of the Maverick Goose interactions was missing when yeah. Rooster gets in the back seat. And I'm just trying to remember which one it is now. Uh, so, so he it's, says, it's do that. some of that pilot it's shit. Okay. So uh, I'll just say, because I don't... I, I, yeah, I think I'm yeah, probably confused with my wording. So the one line that didn't make it into the movie that I thought there's a possibility they would put it in just because it's pretty much on every single mug ever made to do with Top Gun is I feel the need, the need for speed. Oh, but yeah. I was really happy that it didn't make it in because I was kind of like, well, that was like Maverick and Goose's like thing. Like, yeah. Like when he's, when yeah. he's in the, when he's in the fighter jet later on with sundown, he's not saying I feel the need, the need for speed and high five in sundown, you know? Also, yeah. not a great code name. Unless they were, I don't know how they came up with that, but it's it's a little it's a little on the nose that one, and we'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it um, is. No, that's a good point. I hadn't actually I hadn't actually thought about that line. I just remember thinking it it's gonna bug me. I'll probably text you it tomorrow. But there's a there's one one of the I don't know if it's like maybe because one of them stuck in my head. Like say it, say it, say it, and it was. Um, do some of that pilot shit but then there was also another one it might have been was it maybe we're going ballistic math go get him or something yeah. like that you know i was <laughs> i was just waiting That's for it, it was one of them yeah they I, didn't I'll come he to didn't ask he didn't ask permission to buzz the tower but they did buzz the tower so that was in there mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah the, okay, sorry so, so I, can i talk about my favorite moment in the entire film after i say this because otherwise i'm going to bring okay, it back down go again on. so go on. there was one little thing that i i don't need it okay to clarify i still think the movie is genuinely perfect i don't have any issues with the movie but i think there's an alternative version of this movie where during that whole f-14 dogfight scene when he says um probably if he didn't say the um the uh hey mav do some of that pilot shit if he didn't say that right imagine if during that whole thing they're talking really quick they're like let me know when there's smoke and all that sort of stuff imagine if at some point instead of saying rooster mav slipped in to say goose uh, just once just once so he's turning actually, around that and he's, like, been nice. he's like he's like rooster let me know when you see smoke and then they finally get one of the guys is like nice job goose and then they turn and like cut out like just very briefly mm-hmm. he just blips for mm-hmm. a moment a memory moment little blip where he's he calls him goose because it's so much like that That i i I thought about it after i was like if they'd thrown that in i think it's fine without it because they put in the line like do some of that like pilot shit Mm -hmm. um but i thought that if he if for just for a blip he'd said like goose maybe it would have been too on the nose but in in my head no i think i think if it i think if it had been a real like if, if he'd said it yeah, yeah. If he'd said it and then it had gone silent and like it cut to rooster with like a tear on, it's like okay, yeah, that would have calmed down. That's yeah, too yeah. Much. but no, if, if, if it like was like the heat and like an Easter egg that nerds like me and you notice, but if you weren't listening really carefully, you wouldn't pick up. It would have been uh, yeah, apt. like yeah, a you're perfect right. that would have been so during nice. the heat of it. Like he smokes one of them. Like nice job. Like yeah. nice call goose. And yeah. then they turn and cut away. And he's like, no one coming up. You left. Like straight away. Like yeah. Like the characters don't even notice they've done it, but. If you like, if you catch it, you catch it, kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, anyway, that, that's that would, the only that thing would, I would have that, added. That would okay. have been a nice little addition, actually. But your yeah. favorite moment of the whole movie? What? what so, this is a big. This is a big moment. I need to think of mine then. But so you go for yours. L- you're ready. 
li- literally where um so they're in the F14 love how they got on the F14 love how they got shot down and they made it love all that but they're in the F14 they get intercepted and Mavericks like you know I would I would I would go out I would I would die on my sword here but you're on board so you know mm. we've been intercepted let's just comply and Goose is like, fuck that. Not because he, I've just done it there. Rooster's like, Rooster's like, fuck that. And starts talking him into it and talking him into it. And he's like, no, I can't, no, I can't, no, I can't. And eventually, I can't, I need, I'm desperate to watch it again. I can't remember what he said in the end to actually convince him. But as soon it's as Mav's the, made his it's decision. the pilot, not the plane. Yes, there you go. Right. But as soon as he's made his decision, like, you can see in his eyes, he's made the decision to fight. And like, yeah. 0.1 of a millisecond later, throws it across to the right yeah <laughs> all the way back guns the plane as he goes by yeah. my jaw dropped i was like oh, that is the coolest thing i've ever fucking seen like so, just imagine being just imagine being that pilot like to give you some context he's like i keep going back to the car thing he's he's sat he's sat there in a, a fucking ferrari right next to I mean, the F-14 is still a cool plane. So let's say some old car, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Some 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 old fucking Ford yeah, or something. Yeah, it's a Ferrari you... versus like a nice old Jag. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And he sat there and they're sat there cruising along at 20 miles an hour. And the guy in the Ferrari is looking across at him like, <laughs> go on then, put your foot down, see what happens. Don't be an idiot, mm. follow me. And then right. before he knows it, he's like, yeah. come by, swiped him across, and he's rolled his Ferrari. Like, what? I just, I just, it just blew my... I loved it so much. I honestly, mm-hmm. my jaw was just dropped. Yeah. It was just... The way so, he the way he enters the fight was so fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. The the speed in which he just turns and shoots him on the turn, like, to, <laughs> to dip so away. Perfect. And the guy behind him is probably, like, he didn't gain a couple Holy seconds. The guy behind shit. him is like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, here we go. So I thought, so there used to be, I, I, it's not like it was that memorable. You used to make this noise whenever we were doing something cool where pretty much anyone at school would do it, but you'd basically make an orgasm noise. You'd be like, ah, or whatever, right? <laughs> so when yeah. the when the fifth generation fighter pilot pulls some handbrake turn, some oh, other yeah, shit that yeah, I've yeah. never seen, and Mav and yeah. Rooster are like, what the fuck? I remember that <laughs> happening and thinking that you and me, if we were watching that together, would go like, <laughs> just, just for the, I'm going to hit the brakes and fly right by. Like that whole yeah. thing. Uh, just uh. so, yeah. I mean, that was cool as well. But yeah, for me, the, the the part I just haven't been able to stop thinking about is how like with it all within one second, makes a decision to fight, throws it across yeah. to the right and guns the guy down as he pulls it. Oh, it's just... No. I think, oh, it's so perfect. I mean, visually, there's a, there's so many good scenes. I mean, the scene where they're coming low across the water, it's in the trailer, and they sort of break... Yeah. What do you call it? Where you break that... Is it breaking sound barrier or whatever? When that the air just yeah, suddenly I mean, appears, like I don't a little cloud think... or something. So I don't think they'd be going supersonic that low to the ground, right? No. So I don't think that's a sound barrier. What it is, and again, this could get really boring. What I think it is, is um, essentially when you pull really hard around a corner like that, you create an area of lower pressure on top of the wings, mm-hmm. okay? Because that's how lift is formed. And lower pressure equals lower temperature. So essentially the air condenses because the temperature gets much lower really quickly and turns into a cloud. 
So th- okay. I think I think that's what that is. But it's okay, the same so principle as the sonic boom. But but it's, so it still anytime that those cool. that happens or when he pulls up off of like the salt and it makes that perfect little like swirl. Yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, visually, yeah. there's there's tons of things. But I would say probably my favorite moment in the movie right now because it will probably change again if I see it again. But it is in the trailer. But I just again because I love that Maverick smokes them all. I love when Maverick is hidden and just comes up from between them to start <laughs> they're like looking around i was like i don't see him he must be somewhere and he just boom right right through the middle of them and then yeah. and then to caveat that when he's with rooster he's like oh, i don't see him and then he's like i've been here the whole time and he just like he's inverted and i'm like oh <laughs> yeah and then they go into like the rolling the, dive sort of yeah I think they call game. it the cobra maneuver or something like that it's even, the cobra maneuver i think is when he goes from underneath to be inverted above them and then they get into some corkscrew thing they, they say, know, the the dude the admiral or controller or whatever afterwards says something okay yeah just while we're on the topic of i said the wrong word but i said admiral okay ice ice being in this movie val kilmer right really you, well handled i thought it was brilliant i thought it was so good and so perfect that at the end when he says like just answer me like who's the better pilot and he's like it's a nice moment let's not ruin it yeah like, yeah, I love yeah, that. yeah yeah i love that they became friends and they stuck friends i love that ice sees the value in what maverick is and i love that ice Thomas went on ass. to get promotions and stop flying and all that sort of stuff and, and keep going and maverick stayed where he was but the interaction between the two and the final little the little note at the end was just oh it was so good super happy yeah. all the way through. no really 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 well handled and gave uh the gave the film when he died gave the film like the emotional gut punch that it needed i yeah. i i was thinking honestly in that at the very very end just before um just before hangman comes in and saves them i was trying to figure out a way that that maverick could like sacrificially save rooster while dying because I, I, I was thinking towards the end, I'm like, they're going to kill Mav here. I, I, really, I really thought they were. I but, thought Mav but was f- going to die this movie. Like, I generally yeah. thought from before seeing it, I was like, he's they're probably going to kill him off in some way to save the kid. But... Yeah. So you said you actually, that you liked it, but when, when Mav gets shot down and then we're on the ground, which feels like behind enemy lines or some, a different movie. Yeah. But then when Rooster comes back for him, I was initially really pissed off. I was like, I was like, oh fuck! I was like, I really didn't want him to come back for him, sort of thing. But then when they run through the woods and he shoves him over straight away, and <laughs> yeah. that's the perfect way to to caveat that because I was one of the audience members who was thinking like, yeah, it's pointless. You just fucking wasted like you saved his life. He saved your life, and then you come back and get shot down. Like you've you've just ruined what he's already done for you. But then when he shoves them over and they have that, I saved your life. No, I saved your life. Like, it's like perfect. And they do it. They make it yeah. well. And it's like, well, what's the plan? And they just figure a way to get out. Like, Yeah, I'm that was that was really it. well done. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's all so good. I'm like, I can't, I like you. I've got so many things going through my mind. I just don't know where to start. Yeah. What were, what were the rest of the references you were wondering if I picked up on? I'm curious. So there's one that I, I wish you didn't ask me that. Cause there's one that I think it's, he forgot. <laughs> Coyote says, "Coyote or payback." One of them has a line that's from the original movie that they say when they're flying around, and I can't remember what it is now. Either way, like that, def- that definitely happens. Um, but yeah, I can't remember it. There's just sort of like yeah, 
not necessarily quotes, but just things that ha- I mean, little quotes, but stuff that is also just good. I mean, when they're in the F-14 and he said, I don't know why, but for me, when he says, okay, switching to guns, I love that line, which yeah. is just, it's not really even yeah. a quotable line. It's just because he's in an F-14 and he switches to guns, they show the thumb. Too, and he he's goes, too close for, he's too close for missiles, I'm switching to guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, I was just like, oh, okay. The second they said, the other thing that I thought was great just about the F-14 was that as much as like the F-18 is cool, I still prefer the look of the F-14 because it's Top Gun and the wings move and it's all that sort of shit. just so the most I was, iconic I was, plane ever. I was thinking that like a modern day Top Gun movie not having an F-14, it would be a little upsetting. But then in and the movie, did... when they, they talk about the mission right at the start as to what it's going to be, they said they even have a couple of old F-14s. <laughs> and then the I dude knew says, at that point exactly. <laughs> well, I, I didn't. So the dude said, like, oh, guess we're keeping a couple of old fossils around. I thought maybe for a second, I was like, oh, so maybe he's going to have to shoot down an F-14 or something like that. But then as the movie <laughs> progressed, I was so enveloped in the movie that I didn't even think about it. And then the second they got shot down and said, okay, what's the plan now? I went, <gasps> Yeah. I like so knew I, instantly. I knew so quickly. I was like, oh my God, they're going to steal an F-14. As soon, <laughs> as soon as the briefing, as soon as the briefing mentioned they even have a couple of F-14s, I instantly, my mind went to right. So somehow he's going to end up on the ground and having to escape in an F-14. I was, I was like, I knew it. In fairness, by the I time it happened, that. I'd... By the time it happened, I'd forgotten. And then when they were on the ground, what's the plan? I was like, oh, here it comes. But when they yeah. mentioned their 14s in the briefing, I was like, yeah. No, so that my, that's my also that's also what makes it... Was that he was going to have to shoot one down and that would be... In, they'd make it emotional in some way or something like that. <laughs> but then when the second... And I completely forgot about it, same as you. But yeah, the second they were like, okay, what's the plan now? And Maverick like sort of tilts his head a little bit. I was like, oh my God, of course it is. Now, okay, right. We're gonna have to start wrapping up this episode because I'm getting food soon. That, so. that, 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 We've that, been talking that about it long enough because I I have a bed. I have a flight in six hours, so I've got to. <laughs> oh yeah, you better sleep. I don't want to be the. I don't want to see on the headline that you. You, you don't want to see on the news. And... No. Pilot falls asleep. I, by plane the way, goes down. I don't know if you'd be okay with this or not, but I'm adding it to my bucket list of life that you need to you need to fly me at some point. Some point I'll come over to Europe area and I'll I'll. I don't know if you know your flights ahead of schedule or not, but I want to yeah. just, even if it's just to like I, well, what, London and back. I don't, yeah, I don't know why I, I wouldn't be okay. So I've already had uh, uh, Meg and my mum on board. Oh, that's uh, good. Was it, does it make it actually nervous in any way or anything? Or? No, it was fine. It was fine. I was actually, the only, the, I wasn't nervous, but I was like, I was like, I really hope, because like there's a, there's a subtle, there's a bit of an art to landing an airliner, especially when you're new at it. Um, and you know it can very easily get away from you not to a dangerous degree but just to the degree where you go bang and like and just it's just mm-hmm. firm and you feel that and you look across at the captain like sorry <laughs> and i mean it's not dangerous doesn't damage the plane at all it's just from like a professional pride point of view you want to absolutely kiss every single one onto the runway so yeah. that you barely feel it so i was kind of like the whole way up from birmingham to glasgow the flight we did i was thinking come on grease it on grease it on grease it on and then the landing was good so i was happy with that so it, do- it doesn't add pressure to like a dangerous degree it just adds a little bit of a i really hope i grease this landing so that i can yeah. impress my mate to be my honest the only thing on the only thing passengers on on airlines ever really know is the landing 
really. Because, like, Takeoff and, like, even, like, Turbulence and whatnot, they don't blame the pilot for that. They only no, really talk about the pilot it, it, yeah. as in, like, oh, yeah, had a bit of a bumpy landing, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you're absolutely right. Like, you can have had the most disastrous flight, and um, there's a, it takes a bit of practice to get used to... Um, 